the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. And you know, the weather is just so wonderful out there, and I'm just so happy. And so the question is, is who's really in control? And how do we figure out how to make the best decisions? Now, some of you are really good at this. And others might still be wondering, or maybe there's just this incident right now that's facing you and you're going, I don't even know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. And that's where we're at. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for being with us right here, right now, that you're wherever we ask for you to be there. You are there, that you don't sleep, that you're always there for us. And we just ask that you be with us right now. Give us a discernment to know what to say, what not to say. Help my thoughts be your thoughts. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here, right here, right now, and in all All these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, prayer time is not a difficult thing. And he's not asking for us to have um, memorized prayers. He really wants to hear from our heart. He really wants to know that we have a thankful heart and that we're asking for his guidance because that's what he's there for, is to guide us. If you're tuning in for the first time, I also want to say that I would really like to invite you to go to the Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com website. And when you go there, there's so much that you can glean from being on there. I have videos there. I have nine years of podcasts that you can listen to at your leisure. They're also available by iTunes, iHeart, TuneIn. And if you go to KKLA or KPRZ or The Word, if you go to those, you can also download them there and KUHL. I just want to welcome all of you from all those different stations and just say thank you to you for listening in. So today we're going to be talking about decision making and we're going to be talking about who's really in control anyway and learning how to overcome impulsive behaviors. And I don't know if you're familiar with Joyce Meyer, but these, uh, this is being brought to you by her. It's not my words. It's Joyce Meyer. And uh, I really appreciate her. She's been somebody that I have learned from. Her teachings, I, I feel, are strong and to the point. So here it goes. When we enter into a relationship with God, we experience a divine exchange where he takes our sin and gives us righteousness. He also puts the seed of the fruit of the Spirit in us. Galatians 5.22, if you want a reference. But in order for this fruit to grow in our lives, we have to study the Word and spend time with God so He can do this work in our soul. That is so good and so true. Galatians 5.22.23 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So ask yourself right now, is your personality, is what you are giving out love? 
Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it kindness? Is it goodness? Is it faithfulness, gentleness, and self-controlled? If it's not, then there's something that needs to be pruned away. There's something that you need to do and address. And if you're not sure what that is, ask the Lord to reveal it to you, and he will. Our soul is our mind, will, and emotions, and it tells us what we think, what we want, and how we feel. As we pursue a personal relationship with God, the Holy Spirit helps renew our mind and turn our will to God's will so we can learn how to manage our emotions. And learning how to manage our emotions is the key to being stable and not letting our emotions rule or control us. Romans 12.2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. Now, I have referenced being transformed by the renewing of your mind many times over the years of the Sufri show. And I'm hoping you uh, take my challenge and listen to my shows because I also want you to go to the Sufri site. There is the second tile on the uh, website is where you can download the IMs. And there's one where you can push a button and you can get a printout of three pages of IMs and those are free for you. And uh, I welcome you to do that. And what you need to do with those is you need to read those and your brain and your soul hears your voice better than somebody else reading to you or you're hearing it from someone else's voice. Your body hears your voice better and receives what's being said more in depth. So the video uh, will explain the process on the second tile. It's kind of hard to explain in, in this time frame. But I really welcome and challenge you to go there and check it out. Because it is a process. And it's not a one-time thing where you, you know, say things that Christ says about you which is the I am's it's I am who he says you are because there's people in this world that are going to try to bring you down. You're shaking your head now. Some of you and some of you are going, yep, I know, I know what she's talking about right now. And I think we all face that sometimes. What we need to do is fight that with understanding what God says and fight that understanding that he says, I am victorious. So say that with me right now. I am victorious. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So no matter what we're going through, we need to keep repeating those things in our minds, in our souls, in our hearts. Because if we don't, we're going to feel defeated. And we might change how we react, respond because of our own feelings and our beliefs. So if you want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you need to do just that. You need to listen to what God says about you. And you need to tell yourself this all the time so that you can have your mind transformed. Understanding your emotions. I don't know about you, but do sometimes, you know, you have this emotion and a knee-jerk reaction happens and something happens and you're going, wow, where'd that come from? An emotion is a moving of the mind or soul, hence any agitation of mind or excitement of sensibility. 
Another definition of emotion is a conscious mental reaction as anger or fear, subjectively experienced as strong feeling, typically accompanied by physiological and behavioral changes in the body. So emotions don't just affect our words, but it actually affects our heart rate. Our emotions affect the blood flow through our veins. Is it something we should pay attention to? I would say absolutely. In other words, your feelings rise up, move out, and want you to follow them and do whatever they say. Now, our emotions are unreliable. So instead of letting them dictate the things we do, we have to learn to live beyond them. Now, I'm older and I'm wiser. Have I learned this lesson? I would say yes to some degree if I took an, uh, an assessment of myself. I would say, yeah, I've gotten better, but have I arrived? No. Do I always, you know, do the right thing and, and pay attention? Uh, no. There are times when I still uh, have a response that might be not the best one, and then what do we have to do? When we have a response that we're not proud of, that's not showing the fruit of the Spirit, we have to go back and say we're sorry. It would be so much wiser and so much better if we would just pay attention to the emotion saying, aha, that's an emotion, and maybe take a breath before we react. For people who have suffered abuse, this can be very difficult. See, when you have wounded emotions, your natural tendency is likely to be impulsive and do things emotionally without wisdom or thinking it through, which causes a separation between you and God, Romans 8.8. 8. So then those who are living in the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and impulses of their carnal nature, cannot please or satisfy God or be acceptable to him. But God has a healing for you, and he wants you to go deeper with him and learn to control your emotional impulses. Managing your emotions. To begin the process of controlling our emotions, we have to go deeper with God. Going deeper in God means we stop living by how we feel. We own those feelings and say, I have feelings, but they are not going to have me. Have you ever said that to yourself? I don't know if I have. Maybe. But have you? Peter is a great example of someone who learned to live beyond his emotions and go deeper with God. In Luke 5, 1, 6, Peter had just come in from fishing all night when Jesus met him. Jesus then told him to go out again and lower the nets on the other side of the boat. Peter, having fished all night, was tired and discouraged, but he stepped out beyond his emotions and trusted God. He went deeper into the water and received the benefits. Verse 6 says, when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. Their nets were at the point of breaking. We also need to pray for God to help us control our emotions. Remember the fruit of the spirit. God has given us the fruit of self-control so that we don't have to be impulsive with our behaviors or emotions. We can deal properly with things and not let them keep us from following God's will. Through God's word and prayer, we can begin to control our emotions. And as we do, we gain power over the flesh. If you're tuning in right now, I just thank you for doing so. This is the Sue Free Show, and I'm so thankful that you're with us today. Listen, if you'd like to sponsor this show, if you'd like to be a guest on this show, I welcome you to either one or both. 
And how would you do that? You need to connect with me. How do you do that? You go to Sue Free, spell like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, put in the information, let me know what it is you're desiring, and then we will have a conversation, just you and I, and the Lord, and we will decide what's best, and we will go forward. We always have to keep the God goal in mind whenever we're doing things, especially for this show. I want to make sure that we stay focused on the mission and uh, helping people, inspiring and encouraging them through other people's stories is a great way of doing that. You know, people, we, we learn lessons every day. We have life lessons and not all of us have the same story, but we can learn from one another. And I love hearing other people's stories. I love hearing how they uh, overcame something or how this happened and how a person was brought in. And and this is where we're at. I watched Facebook this morning, a a talent search, one of those things. And there was a girl who lost her hearing and her whole life was to sing. She played an instrument beautifully and she sang beautifully. Just a sweet spirit of a young lady. She lost her hearing from some type of sickness or disease, and she thought singing was gone forever. And I just teared up, and tears were flowing this morning as I watched this show. And uh, she got up on there, and she said, I'm not going to let this get me down. I am going to continue to play music, and she found a way to do so. She took her shoes off so she could feel the vibration in the floor. She had a pitch tone device that gave her her first note and the rest was off memory. She had uh, percussion people there to do the beat so she could stay on tempo and beat with the song. And when they were done, all the judges were just crying along. So was I beautiful song saying I can and I will. And what a great testimony to anybody else that's going through any trial or tribulation. She didn't have her hearing and she's still singing. I mean, is that even possible? Yes, it is. And it was a beautiful song and such a great story to give uh, encouragement to anyone else that's going through trials and tribulations. So it was wonderful. And if you haven't seen it, I, I suggest you go on there and check it out anyway. So we also need to pray for God to help us control our emotions. Remember the fruit of the Spirit. We can begin to control our emotions. And as we do, we gain power over the flesh. Gaining power over the flesh. Hmm. When God puts his finger on something in your life, such as an excessive habit or emotional addiction, you will have to wean your flesh off of it, much like a baby is weaned off a bottle or pacifier. This is because our flesh holds strongly to those emotions and believes it needs them to be satisfied. When we say no to our flesh, at first it will scream But after we practice self-control over and over, through the power of the Holy Spirit, it becomes easier. Eventually, our flesh realizes it doesn't need that habit or addiction, and we have our freedom. The important thing to remember is that we will always have emotions and circumstances that try to stir us up to become impulsive and emotional. But God has given us the ability to manage those emotions as we practice self-control in our emotions God changes us and our relationship with him grows deeper. God always has your best interest at heart. Do you believe that? Do you believe he does? That's why he wants to change you more than he does your circumstances. Then when those inevitable emotions rise up, 
You can make choices on purpose, not impulsively. Choose to go deeper with him so you can live beyond your emotions and enjoy the freedom it brings in your life. Decision-making, seven steps for making good Christian choices. This is by Mike Bennett. We are shaped by our decisions. Do you believe that? Do you agree? Some have life or death consequences, while others are less important. How can Christians make better decisions? Decisions come in all shapes and sizes. Every day we face decisions about what to eat, whether to exercise, how to use our time. Over the years, these regular decisions generally become habits, and we don't think much about them. If we have guided these small decisions well from the start, we don't really have to worry about them. When we haven't made good choices, however, even these seemingly small decisions can blossom into serious bad habits like procrastination or an unhealthy lifestyle. We also fairly regularly run into larger decisions that may have even bigger immediate and long-term consequences. What will we study? Where will we live? Who will we marry? What church will we go to? Then there are the moral choices we are faced with. Will we cheat on our taxes? Will we turn down the drugs we are offered? Will we allow ourselves to be pulled in by the soft porn we stumble across? Steps for making good decisions. Whatever type of decision we face, there are biblical principles that can help us make better decisions. For example, when a Christian recognizes a bad habit or faces a moral choice, he or she can apply God's command to always choose God's way. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him. Deuteronomy 30, 19, 20. So where does the Christian decision-making process start? Number one, direction from God. He wants us to start with him. As Christians, our overall direction in life is determined by our commitment to God, and we must remember to ask him to direct our lives. Are we doing that every single time, no matter how little it might be? Are we doing that? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5, 6, one of my favorite memorized scriptures. How does God direct us? Through the wisdom he gives us in the Bible and through wise biblical counsel from his servants. Both. All of our decisions are to be in harmony with God's laws and his plan. We should pray for God's guidance and study the Bible to see what it says about the decisions we are facing. Many helpful principles are presented in the book of Proverbs, for example. It's a book designed to teach us prudence and understanding and the wisdom to make good decisions. It all starts with the understanding how much greater God is than we are. Proverbs. There's 31 of them, one for each day. If you want to start there, if you're a new Christian and you want to know where to start, it's a great place. And it gives you biblical principles to live by, to work by, just to be. As we study the Bible, we should act on what we learn. We should discard any choices that we discover would compromise with God's laws. That's a really good one right there. Sometimes it is simple matter to know what decision to make, simply because 
Only one choice would allow us to obey God. But most of our decisions are not that clear cut. Sometimes there are several good choices and sometimes none of the choices are morally wrong. The following steps can help us make wise decisions in these cases. Are you ready? Number two, define the problem or opportunity. At Ecola, we always say that every problem is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to come up with different solutions, different ways of doing it, and to be better. When our problem seems fuzzy, it can be very difficult to come up with a solid solution. Sometimes it can be helpful to look at the problem from many angles in order to clearly define it. So what we say at Ecola is, is that there's more than one way, there's more than one solution. So what we do is we have to be really clear on our identification of what the issues are. And this goes for at work. It also goes at home. It goes for relationships at church. We need to be identifying the situation and clearly being clear on what our goals are and what the problem is. And then we can come up with lots of different solutions. And then we can pare it down and narrow it down to what would be the best way to handle the situation you know, having all your information in front of you. What caused the problem to erupt at this time and in this way? Who was affected by it? If other people are involved in causing the problem, why? What do they get out of it? If your decision is an opportunity, what exactly do you get by choosing it? What do you lose if you don't choose it? Those are really good questions, aren't they? Number three, dig out the relevant information. We have already discussed Looking for the related passages in the Bible, we also need to search out the pertinent facts about the specific problem or opportunity. Many search tools are available in our information age, and it can be helpful to explore everything from the library to the Internet. Look for reputable sources with relevant expertise. Be sure to put all the information you gather through the filters of fact checking and biblical truth. The Bible advises where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Different people will likely have different information and different perspectives that can give you a broader understanding of the situation. Number four, determine the alternatives. With all the facts in hand, you can begin brainstorming various options that could solve the problem or best deal with the opportunity. Combining and concentrating on all the information gained from the previous steps should give us several possible choices. Depending on the situation, it can be valuable to explore some outside-the-box solutions. This is especially true when none of the obvious options seem that good. Throwing around creative ideas and trying to see possible connections to seemingly unrelated fields can help you generate additional options. That brainstorming section is, it's really good. How long should we spend on this step? That depends on our deadline and on understanding our own personality. Some of us might be tempted to cut short this stage in the interest of reaching closure as soon as possible. This can be a problem if we don't have enough options to pick a good one. Others might be tempted to continue in this stage for too long out of fear that the perfect solution will be missed. This too can be a problem if we put off a decision too long and perhaps miss the deadline. At some point, we have to decide we have enough options and move on to step five. So we will be back with more after a brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. 
As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. As a special tribute to all the wonderful moms, now through the end of May, we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. A little rain, a little sun, and a house made of wood. Your house. A termite's paradise. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the owner of E. Termite Services. And Sue, E. is California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, and chances are they've already moved in to your home. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising kids, thousands of hungry kids. Ugh. E. coli will get rid of those unwelcome house guests quickly by using effective and family-friendly methods like microwave, electric gun, and the E. coli heat process that kills termites without the move-out hassle or embarrassment of tenning. I love that. Call us at 1-877-332-BUGS, 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $100 off. E. coli. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Ask about E. coli's lifetime renewable warranty. 1-877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. coli termite and pest control services, for sponsoring this show. Listen, if you're looking for a new career, E. coli is looking for some great people. We can train skill. We cannot train attitude. So we want you to come with your great attitude, clean driving record, ready to work. It's an athletic kind of job. And we have seven offices to serve our customers better. If you live in San Diego, thank you for listening. Uh, Ventura, Mission Hills, uh, L.A., Orange County and Anaheim, Santa Maria, Orkut, Ventura, Oxnard, and uh, up San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, we want to talk to you. How do you get in touch with us? You go to termitelady.com, download the application, fill it out, send it back, and you will get a call. And if you don't get a call, you call us and you let us know that you want to come on board. Now, there is licensing. There, there is certification. We will train you. If you know somebody that's already in this field and is not happy in their current situation with their current company, we're open for that, too. I'm not into taking other people's employees because I think that's not the right thing to do. And I would not want that done to me. There are companies out there that are doing that very strongly. And I'm very saddened about that because it shows a lack of integrity, in my opinion. So what I'm saying is if a company is not taking care and uh, that that employee feels that there's not a future, then we would love to talk to them. So let them know that Ecola is is out there and would love to talk to them, okay? So getting back into the subject matter, which is making good decisions and uh, having a process in order to know you've done everything possible to to um, really evaluate the situation. 
so that you can make the best godly decision is really important. So number five, we've gone one through four, and so now we're on number five. And if you are just tuning in right now, no problems. You can go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and you can listen to this podcast at your leisure, or you can go to iHeart, iTunes, or tune in and, and hear this. All right? So number five is deliberate. Weigh the options. Make lists of pros and cons for each one. Weed out the worst ideas and carefully examine the best ones. This is a principle that Jesus Christ advised his followers to apply. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, Luke fourteen twenty eight, whether deciding to commit our lives to God in baptism or to remodel our kitchen, we need to count the cost and weigh the options. Wise King Solomon also pointed out the importance of looking ahead to foresee the possible results of our decisions. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. That's Proverbs 22, 3. So that would be, uh, you know, the 22nd day of the month. You would be reading that if you were going to do one proverb a day. This process of deliberating, counting costs, and foreseeing future dangers and opportunities should prepare us for the next step. Number six, decide. With all the research and preparation, this part should be easier. Another prayer for guidance and additional consultation with advisors can give us the confidence to make a wise choice. And then number seven, do. Take action. Don't dilly-dally but implement your decision decisively. If we have followed these steps carefully and put the decision into practice diligently, we will likely be happy with the results. God gives this encouragement to those who seek his will and follow his way. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hebrews thirteen five six. When we make a decision to follow God's way and his law, we don't have to look back. But with a physical decision that isn't a matter of right and wrong, it is not bad to reassess the choice when necessary and adjust course. Doing so can be a good decision, too. That's really good advice, isn't it? So just to reiterate, we said direction from God, define the problem or opportunity, dig out the relevant information, Determine the alternatives, deliberate, decide, and then do. That's really good. So you might be making decisions right now, and I'm wondering if you're following these numerals and what stage you're on, and I'm hoping this gives you some insight on how to do this. You know, um, at Ecola, you know, there's things going on right now. And today was a tough day for me, I'm just saying. And uh, somebody decided to just quit with no notice. And um, my thought to this is that, you know, why? And so I'm assessing the situation to go, why did this person decide to do this? You know, what, what happened? And so we are gathering information right now to figure out, you know, what the story is and uh, go from there. So um, I don't know what's going to happen there, but there's a new opening in uh, Mission Hills and it's for a pest control route. And uh, if you know somebody or if you want to have a new, it's not a job, a new career, then you can contact us. And I would love it. You know, I was telling um, 
the listeners last week that uh, I went to this special seminar. And it was revisiting a seminar that I used to go to a long time ago. And when I was in the seminar, I was given two, two letters from different people. And it was very interesting because these people didn't know each other. And uh, one of them was a lady, and I, I, I didn't remember her name, so I'm going to say it now. It's Sharon. And I'm not going to say her last name just because I didn't get permission to do so, and I don't want to do that. But um, she's sitting at a table, and she says to me, she goes, are you the termite lady? And I said, yes, I am. She goes, are you Sue Freeze? And I said, yes, I am. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I listened to your show. I said, you do? And she walks with a cane. And uh, I was saying, you know, do you need anything? Can I help you with anything? And she goes, no, I'm fine. I said, do you listen to my show regularly? And she said, well, yeah, I, I listen to your show. And Sharon, if you're listening right now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for uh, doing what I had asked you to do, which was to give me some input on my show. And, you know, if there's any way I could improve, then I would want to do that. So I want to read what she wrote because I think it's wonderful and it really, I, I just think it's good. And I want to know from you what you think because she gave me some advice. My belief is that one of your purposes of your show is to empower people, especially women. 99.5 sponsors a men's gathering and they should sponsor a women's event like that teaching women to become stronger leaders and taking on more responsibility for helping others to grow spiritually, telling other people's life experiences about how being obedient to God's requests and the results of that obedience. People can identify with stories from others. You might want to ask your listeners to send their stories to you. So I'm going to do just that. If you want to be on my show, I welcome you. You need to contact me. I've already said, well, how, but I'll do it again. Go to Sue Freeze, and that's spelled like fries, like french fries, dot com. Go there, fill out the information. Let me know what it is you want to talk about. Let me know if you need prayer. Let me know, but connect with me, would you? Also, if you are a listener of KKLA or these Christian stations on a regular basis, there's nothing wrong with you contacting them and letting them know if if this show has helped you in any way. I'm sure they would want to hear from you. I know I do. I want to hear from you because I want to know um, when I'm at events and people come up and I ask them, you know, um, if, if this show has done anything to help them, because that's the goal. They say yes. And uh, it's very encouraging. But I do want others to learn from your stories so please let's connect let's get you on this show so you can tell the listeners about your story how god has intervened or how he changed your life or he's working on you or he's working on someone you love that you've been praying for for a long time those stories are so encouraging for others then she went on to say most people don't realize that Money is merely a tool to help make things happen. People need to be taught that money isn't evil and that they need to learn how to plant seeds with their monetary blessings. Believe it or not, that I thought about inviting you to this event. Have a great rest of the year. Isn't that something? She thought about inviting me, but somebody else beat her to it and invited me to this thing. So, so that was um, a God appointment, I would say. You know, God really wanted me to be there. Um, I don't even know if if um, the full understanding of why I was asked to be there has come to fruition. I don't know. I believe that there's more to come. And so I'm excited about that. Then there was a man who spoke. And this man has written many, many books. His name is Barry. And I was mesmerized by his speaking. And because I'm speaking more and becoming a keynote speaker, uh, 
I, I really am looking at people that are up on stage and I'm asking myself the question, what is it about this speaker that is grabbing my attention? What is it about this speaker that is, um, you know, getting to me, getting to that emotional place? Because in order for us to make changes, I believe that we have to get out of our head and into our hearts. And so I was, I, I pay attention to people that are speaking and wondering, it, you know, what is it about that person that's either turning me off or really engaging that I'm connecting with? And I want to be that connecting speaker, that, that one that God's speaking through, that anointing. I want that. Anyway, he wrote me a card. I, I didn't ask for a card. And, you know, there's something about a written card that is very special because it's so not done anymore. <laughs> you know, your texts and your emails, that's like the regular form of communication now. You don't have to pick up the phone and call anybody anymore. You can just read your text or read your email and never really have any vocal interaction and hear the influx of uh, the voice because of that. But the handwriting of a card, there's just something about that. So note to self. And this man... Uh, Man, what a story he had. He's been through cancer. He went through a divorce. He lost his company. All within a 12-month period, all of that happened. So it was really amazing. And now what is he doing? He's telling how God uh, pulled him through all of that. And how encouraging is that? You know, any one of those things is is a tremendous thing to happen. Um, Dear Sue, you truly are amazing. What a blessing you are. When I looked at you, my heart smiled. Thank you for being you. My grandmother was my best friend. She passed away in 2009. She has the same birthday as you. Thank you for striking up a great memory. And that was just so sweet. And it's just a card. So he carries cards around with him, obviously. And uh, it, it just was really wonderful. And, I, and I, I, I'm going to start doing that, doggone it. I'm going to start doing that. Yes, 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 I am. So now I'm held accountable because I said it on the air. So now I have to do it, right? Yep. Making big decisions, whether about a new job, a relationship, where to live, or anything else, can be incredibly difficult. While we trust that God cares deeply about our choices, it's especially hard when he appears to be silent. Sometimes he'll speak to us specifically about our circumstances, while at other points he may not. But however clearly we hear God's voice, and whatever the outcome, we can be sure he will remain faithful and wants the best for us. Here are 10 Bible verses that may help if you're facing a big decision. Those of you that are tuning in, thank you so much. And it's no coincidence that you've tuned in today and you're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. And I welcome you. Ask for you to go on to my website, Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and connect with me, would you? And another thing that I want to say is it was brought to my attention that I should have women's Bible studies, and I need to have a slumber party. I want to know women, only women, I want to know if you'd like to have a slumber party. And if so, you need to connect with me by going to the Sue Free site. Tell me you want to do the slumber party and also tell me where you live because I've got to figure out how to make all that happen. Okay. Uh, You know, I have a car. I can travel. Um, I would love to get with some of my listeners and have a slumber party. I think that's really a fun idea. When was the last time you had a slumber party? I think it'd be so much fun to do. So if you're game for that, so am I. I've had lunch with Susie. I've had uh, dinner with Susie, and that went really well. I think having a slumber party with me and, and with you, I think that'd be so much fun. So the, the Bible verses I want to share. James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God 
who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So if we lack wisdom, which we all do, sorry, but we do, then we should ask God. That's what God's telling us to do. Philippians 4, 6, 7 is one of the scriptures that I I hang on. I mean, I am this, this scripture is embedded in my heart because I need it regularly. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that great? Here's another one. This is memorized for me. Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight in all your ways, not some of your ways, all of your ways. Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Psalm 25, 4, 5. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are God, my savior, and my hope is in you all day long. I don't have that one memorized, but I need that to be my daily prayer. How about you? Psalm 119.9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Proverbs 2.6. For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. The Lord gives wisdom. Proverbs 16.9. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Psalm 37, 3, 6, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Desires of your heart. Can you write down what the desires of your heart are? Do you have a journal? Are you journaling? Are you writing down your prayer requests? I was really good at that for a while and I've stopped and I need to get back doing that again. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Deuteronomy twelve seven. There in the presence of the Lord your God, you and your family shall eat and shall rejoice in everything you have put your hand to because the Lord your God has blessed you. I asked Lydia to, to write the word rejoice in Bible Gateway because I wanted to know how many times rejoice came up in the Bible. Do you have any ideas how many times you think it comes up in the Bible? Well, here's the number. 154 times rejoice. And I'm looking and it looks as though most of the scriptures that have rejoice are in Deuteronomy. That's an eye opener for me. Deuteronomy has a lot of rejoice. So I think that's interesting. All right. And I also asked her to look up the word decision. How many times do you think the word decision is in the Bible? 22 times. And it looks as though Exodus has three Deuteronomy. You must act according to the decisions they give you at the place the Lord will choose. Be careful to do everything they instruct you to do. That's interesting too. Proverbs 16.33, the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. Isaiah 16.3, make up your mind, Moab says, render a decision, make your shadow like night at high noon, hide the fugitives, do not betray the refugees. Very interesting decision and rejoice. So where are you on the stages of decisions? 
Do you have a big decision to make? I'm trying to figure out what to do. You know, in business, there's there's lots of things going on. I My daughter is getting married. I'm so excited on a personal note. Tiana uh, was proposed to, and she's getting married in December. Yeah, it's just right around the corner. And there's so many things to do, and there's so many emotions going on right now. And my heart and my soul is I want it to be the prettiest wedding there has ever been. She is by far the prettiest bride I've ever seen in my life. We just went and she tried on her dress and oh my gosh, she just looks like an angel. And I'm so proud of her and her future husband because the decisions they've made to hold themselves pure, and I'm saying this publicly because it's such a testimony in this day and age to have a couple who decide to keep themselves for each other until they're married is a wonderful testimony. And we were looking at veils, and I hope she's not going to be mad at me for sharing all this. I hope she's not. I don't think so, though, because I think I think it's important because it's not past. It's not passe to, to hold true to what God wants us to do. Um, you know, the lady was saying about the veil, you know, there's this extra layer that comes over the face of the bride. And the lady at the wedding dress play says, well, that's so past because that's a symbolic, you know, I said this, I said it's symbolic of, you know, having that veil over there and pulling the veil back and having that first kiss. And because this day and age, it just seems to be not as um, significant, it seems, um, that when you have a couple that has done this, to have that symbolicism of having that veil pulled back and having that first kiss be the first kiss is an amazing testimony and symbolic of their relationship. They've been dating for three years. And Tiana says, well, you know, it is hard if you don't make that decision up front. If you don't both make an, a, a, a commitment to each other and to God at the very beginning, it's very hard to pull back and, and to go down a different road. And isn't that so true in a lot of things? Is that temptations can take us if we don't set our line in the sand ahead of time. It has to be ahead of time. Whether we're disciplining our children, whether we're in business and how we handle the respect level of our employees, is there's a level, there's a line in the sand. But we have to make that decision before we get pushed to the limit and our emotions become, you know, wailing emotion. We have to decide, no, I'm not going to spank in anger. I'm not going to yell and cuss because I think it's okay because I've reached this level. Uh, we have to put a standard out there that's way beyond the norm. And we're called to do that as believers. So... She's getting married, and I'm very excited about becoming a grandmother. And I really want to be such a helpful part in, um, you know, being part of their family and being part of that whole situation. It's very exciting to me, and I'm just asking God to guide me in how to handle everything that's coming up and what I need to do. Um, it's not easy. And you know when, when marriages break up and families break up, it just causes so much. And listen, let me just tell the marriages out there that if you're on the verge of breaking up a marriage, I'm just going to tell you right now, 
make sure that you have done everything that you possibly can do, that you've brought in Christian counsel, that you've been in diligent prayer, you've fasted, that you have done everything and you've stayed the course for a long period of time before saying, I quit and I'm done. Please do that for yourselves. Because see, the ramifications of not being a unit, when you have something as special as um, a marriage of your children, it's just so difficult to go through it because there's so many more moving parts and more hearts and, and chances for people to be hurt. So I'm just trying to caution you that it's much better to stay in a relationship and work it out. So make sure in your decision processes you've gone through all the stages and you've made sure you can't fix and God can't do something, okay? God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 